to Totalus Rankium. This week, Decius. Welcome to Roman Emperors Totalus Rankium. I'm Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Augustus. This is episode 35, marching our way through them. It's Decius, hey. and we still have no sources. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. Decius chapter's missing as well. So, uh, light on the sources again. This is obviously where the, the, the people writing it just got a bit, had a bit too much. Yeah. They either couldn't be bothered to write this part. Yeah. Or... One of them, who was in charge of taking the manuscripts home that night, got drunk, found a hedge, and uh, lost it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, well. Yeah. But let's go into Decius, shall we? He was born Gaius Messius Quintus Decius. Messius. Yeah. Not boding well. No. He was born in 201. How nice. Okay. That's his early life. <laughs> <laughs> When he grew up, he married Herenia Etruscova, and he had two sons. Now, you do need to pay attention to these sons. Usually I mention sons, and you don't need to pay attention. But these okay. two do come back into the story. One is Herenius. Herenius? And the other one is Hostilian. Well, that's a good name. Yeah, well, both of them, I think. Herenius, Hostilian. They're both pretty strong names, aren't they? Hostilian seems like the angry one. Yeah. Herenius he... seems the one that looks just always grumpy. Herenius was born in 227, and Hostilian was born in 230. Okay. So, three years apart, Herenius is the elder. Is this a Caracalla Geta thing here? No, not quite. You'll find out. Okay. Before that, however, because I've jumped ahead slightly there, we do know that Decius was the governor of Moesia, and then Germania Inferior at some point, in around 232. Between 235 and 238... 238, of course, being the year of the six emperors. Yeah. He was in Spain. Ah. And. Espanol. And took charge over there. Okay. So he kind of stayed out of the way in the year of the six emperors. Okay. Had he have been in the city, he would have been up there with Gordian I, with Pupianus, with Balbinus. Yes. Being one of the really important senators because he was held in high esteem. Yes. But he wasn't in Rome. Once Philip became the emperor, he yeah. moved back to Rome. And he took the position of urban prefect. Remind me, what does that do? The urban prefect is not the Praetorian prefect. The urban prefect is the person in charge of the city, looking after the city. Also controls the city guard. So there's a bit of a rivalry, but yeah. the city guard are nothing compared to the Praetorian guard. I was going to say, they're like the Ankh-Morpork style guards, aren't they? Well, yeah, it's, I do get the impression, if you don't know... Um, Terry Pratchett's Discworld, close your ears, because this you won't understand this. I always got the impression the Night Watch were based on the City Guard. Yes. And the Praetorians were the Palace Guard in yeah. the first Guards book. Yeah. I get the feeling that's where you got that idea from. Okay, you can listen again now. Right, um, so he was in charge of the City Guard, uh, very well respected, he had had a very good career up to this point, he's got his children by now. Um, yeah, and there we go. That's what we know about him. Good. We don't know much more. he became emperor. Yeah. In 245, Decius was in the Senate room when Philip came in, lost his accent, started blubbering about the fact that he didn't want to do the job anymore and he was scared. So at some point he's become a senator. Oh, yes. He was a senator. You need to be a senator to become a governor. So Yeah. Yeah. So he was senatorial class from the get-go. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. So he was in the Senate... 
and he yeah he stands up and he calms the emperor down <laughs> says oh. look it's fine it's going to be okay this revolt won't last it's fine don't worry about it philip is happy and then sends decius up north to quell the rebellion <laughs> <laughs> and we know what happens. Yeah. Once he arrives, Decius learns that the troops had indeed settled down a little bit, and he takes charge. The men who were causing trouble had been dealt with. However, this did not mean that the Legion as a whole were happy. No. The men were still not too pleased. Despite beating back the Carpi, the men... <laughs> fish! <laughs> ah, the fish! Yeah, they just have on their shields, lots of fists bouncing off them. <laughs> yeah. The men were still mutinous, however. Yes. Yeah. Right, according to one of the small snippets we have, this is Zosimus. Zosimus? I'm, I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> um, Decius was forced to take the purple in very much the same way that Gordian I was. So his tent was invaded, and they all told him that he was now the emperor. You have De to be... We respect you, bruh. Yeah, exactly. Decius attempt to reason with the men, but they were having no none of it. As Gibbon puts it, they left him only the alternative of death or the purple. So the emperor will kill you? Death or purple, sir. I'll have purple, please. <laughs> Here's your lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's fruit-flavoured. <laughs> Not sure what purple-flavoured lollipops are. Blackcurrant. Uh, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Right. However, how likely is this? Now, this is pretty much the only source we've got, this little snippet we've got. <laughs> yeah. So everyone kind of rolls with it. I'm not convinced, though. No, he's too clever for that. I can imagine Gordian. He's old, he doesn't want to get involved. That's fine. But yeah. Decius went up north to crown the rebellion. I'm not convinced that he just went, yeah. oh, I don't want to do it, I want to be loyal. He's in his mid-40s at this point. He's about yeah, 47. So he's still relatively young. Yeah, I, I don't know. But maybe it was. We just don't know. Decius writes to Philip at this point, asking him to think again about retirement. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that time you cried and said you didn't want to do this anymore? How about you don't do this anymore? Yeah. I think in your future prospects will be better if you retired. <laughs> big <Nice and> peaceful. <laughs> big hint. <laughs> yeah. Philip, however, had had a change of heart at this point and was having none of it. He decided, no, he was emperor and he wasn't going to let Decius take it off him. Because times are good. Yeah. So he refuses. Decius, or rather the army, depending on which version you believe, marches on Rome with 40,000 men. Now this, as we said last episode, is easily enough to take on Rome. So outside Verona, they meet Philip and they crush him <laughs> in the palms of their hands. Like an egg. Yes. <laughs> but not lengthwise, because that's really hard to do. Yeah, from the side. Yeah. 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 If you've like not, Yeah, if you've not done that, listeners... Get an egg in your hand lengthwise, squeeze it as hard as you can, you cannot break it. Mm. Then turn it sideways, squeeze it as hard as you can, see what happens. <laughs> you just have the walnut as well, you can actually crack a walnut in your hand if you do it the right way. Okay. I've done it, I've done it, yeah. Oh, tune in next week, Jamie live <laughs> on air, will crack a walnut with his yes. bare hands. <laughs> I did it! <laughs> my hand! <laughs> I severed my thumb! <laughs> Right. When you say using just your hands, do you mean no, your hands hand, you can... are holding the nutcracker? And... No, no, no. Just a single nut in your hand. You can you can crack a walnut easily. Okay. I've done it. I've done it a few times. Okay. I believe you. You can do it. You just Google we'll it. We'll do it. We'll do it next week. It's fine. <laughs> Something for the listeners to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Okay, so Philip's dead. His army, his ragtag army are dead. Decius then makes his way back to Rome to make sure that everyone knows he's the emperor. Yeah. He also gives himself another name at this point, or is given a name at this point. Trajan. Oh, good connotations. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So his name is now Trajan Decius. But so is that what, when he's called himself Augustus, I guess? But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's using an old name. So he's looked back in the past and went, you know what, Trajan... He scored really high. He's top scorer in Fightius Maximus yeah. in that podcast that's not been invented yet. And he's got a Genesis Caesar. Oh, that's, that's the kind of guy I want to be. Yeah. So he went for Trajan. So things are looking pretty good at the moment. He's won yeah. a battle. He's got Trajan. Once in Rome, he obviously had a meeting to discuss what was going wrong with Rome. <laughs> and they just said, everything. Everything. <laughs> Run for your life. <laughs> poor dishevelled senator just go just save yourself <laughs> no we'll point. do what we can we'll hold them back you just run <laughs> so they sent him away he go to Constantinople I hear he, it's good there he wasn't helping the meeting that guy no so he was sent away and everyone else yeah. sat Jeff, around Jeff calm down the cold flannel they got their little bowl of mints out in the middle they sat yeah. around the business table had one. some team building games yeah all the senators that couldn't make it were skyped in it was fine yeah it was decided that it wasn't the hordes of barbarians that were causing the problems. It was also decided that it wasn't the rise of a new empire to the east. That's not the problem. Uh, it's not the famine. That's not actually the problem. It's also not the collapse of the economy or the fact that there's nothing in the treasury. They also decided that it wasn't the plague. Yeah, plague started, by the way. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, on top of everything else, everyone's now starting to get ill and dying. This plague, although hasn't hit fully yet, will be just as bad, if not worse, as the one during Max Aurelius' time. Brilliant. Yeah. It's it, it, really not looking good. Okay. So, so, after saying it's none of these things, it's the bad thoughts. It's the negativity that's bringing us down. <laughs> we just need to think. Positive thoughts. You're not too far off there. Really? <laughs> the problem was that the gods had abandoned them, and Rome needed to become more serious, devout, and pious. So they're going to do the... Uh, what What the states did? They brought in the prohibition. Is it that sort of thing? Yeah, they need to be a lot more serious with their worshipping their gods. Now, remember, this is pagan Rome... It's not yeah. how we see religion today. No. You, you didn't worship God in the sense that they are better, they're guiding us, they're supporting us. The gods were just there, and they could affect things. So you bargained with them. So almost very humanistic in a way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you, It's you, like a mirror to them themselves. Yes, you could say that. You could. Um, so the idea was that you they needed to bargain with the gods more. Obviously, they'd let down their end of the bargain. They're not sacrificing enough. They're not doing yeah. enough for the gods to be pleased. Decius decides to roll out a couple of things. Starts with the Senate. Ooh. Decius's idea was to put in place the old abandoned position of censor. Now, I honestly can't remember if I've mentioned the censor before, so let me no. go over it again. The censor was a post separate to the consul, but arguably just as important. Okay. Censor was for life, though. Consul elected every year. The censor was usually the person who had the most dignitas, the most... It's a hard word to translate, but basically means dignity slash power slash charisma, almost. It's the person people looked up to the most. Yes. So it's the status. Yes, status, definitely. The censor's power was the fact that they decided who was in the Senate. So 
an autocratic, very powerful position then. Very powerful. Apart from betting now. Yeah, apart from the consoles, it's the most powerful position, and you've got it for life. Now, Ooh. it was based on two things: the money restrictions. You had to have a certain amount of money to be in the Senate. <laughs> you, you don't want the poor in there. Who <laughs> knows what they'd say? Not the plebs. No. Um, but also, you had to think of the morality. If the per- senators weren't moral enough you would cast them out. Now, in real life, this very rarely happens. No. <laughs> of course not. Because <laughs> if you actually started chucking out senators for doing bad things, then you'd have yeah. no one left. Have you got the double M? Have you got morality? Have you got money? <laughs> Be a senator! Sign up today! Yeah, it was like... You can uh, imagine the infomercials now. Yeah. So, th- this position had gone out of use because... The emperor essentially took on this position, and the, Senate, yeah. the emperor could decide who was in and out of the Senate. Mm. So, Decius decides we need one man away from government who decides who's in the Senate, so the Senate can be a really good, solid unit again. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it wasn't Decius that decided that. The Senate decided that. They're taking power away from the emperor. They're, 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 take, they're, they're picking away. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, I'll well, see what happens next. See if you still think that. All right. Right. I was trying to be really clever then. Well, no, no, it could be because we have very little <laughs> details. But see what happens next and then make up your mind. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. I'm a genius. <laughs> Jamie's an expert on Rome. Yeah. So, as I said, the censor would decide if men were morally up to the job. And that yeah. was the new job. The okay. thing that they would really focus on. Right. Decius then said to the Senate, you can choose who you want. And the Senate unanimously voted for a very well-respected senator. Make note of his name. It is Valerian. That rings a bell. Ah, do you recognise the name? Yes, we will be doing an episode on him in the future. Spoiler alert. But there's a lot of names going to fly about, so let's get them... Let's get them straight in our heads. So Valerian is this very well-respected senator. Yeah. So he's now the censor. No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cross that out then. Yeah, cross that note out. (laughs) Valerian goes off for a little while, and he reads the small print, and uh, realises that this offer actually gives him almost as much power as the emperor himself. Yeah, Valerian realises that he quite likes living. <laughs> so uh, so decides to turn this down. As Gibbon says, he artfully insinuated that the office of censor was inseparable from the imperial dignity, and that the feeble hands of a subject were unequal to the support of such an immense weight of the cares and of power. Can we do like an Ironicus Maximus round or something here? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. In his episode. (laughs) I I wouldn't want to do that. Um, Yeah, he realises if he does this, the next thing that goes wrong, you can quite easily see that Decius could blame him for it and his life expectancy would plummet. So So Valerian says, I I can't do it. This is too august. You you do the censor job. I'll go up north and command an army for you. Yeah. So Decius goes, no, okay then, and sends Valerian off. However, he is undeterred in his efforts to clean up morality. (laughs) Yes, because that will save Rome. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he decides that it's not just the Senate that needs cleaning up. Everyone needs to show a bit more piety to the gods. An edict was issued. Now, this is is the main thing about his reign. This is the sticking point. This edict 
announces that by a certain date, every citizen, every citizen in the entire empire needs to sacrifice an animal on behalf of the emperor to the gods. Ooh, that's messy. <laughs> yeah. Anything, like any animal, like I wonder if you could do fly. a cake. That's not an animal. No. A fly... Well, maybe I just Stick wrote... insects, snapping in half. <laughs> maybe I just wrote animal automatically. Maybe it was just doing a sacrifice. Who knows? Yeah. Just rock up with your pets or a bag of cookies. No. <laughs> Watch how I bash the cookies in the bag, sire. <laughs> See how they crumble before you. <laughs> the chocolate has been cast off the hobnobs. I am pious. See yeah. how it melts under the flame. <laughs> Right, the, the logistics of all this, it's huge but very simple. Every province was given a date. Not every province had the same date. It depended on various factors that we don't really know, but I'm guessing the bigger provinces had more time to sort it out. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. You so, have a week. <laughs> by this time tomorrow, I want to see results. No, they, they all had a certain date. Citizens would then go to a local place, a bit like we do for voting nowadays. So, usually it's a local primary school. Oh, no. <laughs> Could you imagine today? Because <laughs> some, some schools have pets. Yeah. See, I went to primary point. school, they had, they had pigs and ducks. I had a, a teacher goat. in my primary school who kept in his classroom tarantulas, cockroaches, snakes, lizards, all sorts of really creepy stuff. Contained? <laughs> it's Rome free. No, they they were contained. Vines were. from the ceiling. Yeah, he was a fired. chimpanzee in the corner. He, he was fired. <laughs> it's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> so they went to their local primary school or whatever it was back then, and they old people's home. Yeah, they yeah, sacrificed home. an animal. That's Ethel. <laughs> put it down. I know she looks like a bat, but it's not. <laughs> And then they were given a certificate. Well done. You have slaughtered a goat. <laughs> I'm then, very proud. Just before the date or on the day of the date, officials would then do the rounds of the local towns and you'd have to provide your certificate to prove you've done your right. sacrifice. Yeah. See, very organised, very nice. If you could not produce a certificate, you were a traitor and you were punished. Mm. Okay, so what do you think the main problem with this was? Not enough animals. <laughs> no, there were enough animals, that was fine. Can you think of a group of people that might be affected by this? Because worshipping some... Oh, it's not the Christians. It is the Christians. Oh. Christians that refused, because obviously you can't worship false idols. It's yeah. quite clear in their religion you can't do that. Yep. So, a lot of them refused. So they were tortured and executed. In 250, Pope Fabian was killed because he refused to sacrifice to the gods. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah they would have a pope back then. Yeah. Yes, now Pope Fabian, whose name at the time was Fabianus, uh, or, or Fabianus, yeah. <laughs> depending on how you want to say that, <laughs> um, he was the 20th pope. But back wow. then, I mean, pope certainly wouldn't be what we see the pope as now. No. Pope was just the main bishop who happened to be in Rome. Priest. Yeah. Head priest. Head priest in Rome, who is the um, pope, but he is... If you look at the lists of popes on Wikipedia, he is the 20th one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he is the 20th pope. He'd ruled for 14 years. This 
it become large enough to no longer be a cult, but it was very much a minority religion in Rome still at this moment. Yeah. But he'd been in charge of it for 14 years. He seemed to have got on quite well with Philip. Philip was very relaxed when it came to things like different religions in the city. There were even some very dubious reports that um, Philip was even baptised, but that's clearly nonsense, mm. because Philip obviously wasn't a Christian. No. But because he didn't despise Christians, that rumour yeah. kind of started. Yeah. However, Fabianus took a stance against Decius and used his life to signify to the rest of the Christians in the Empire how they should respond to this attack on their faith. Yeah. <laughs> Prayer and... <laughs> Prayer and forgiveness. <laughs> or death. Yeah. I forgive you. Yeah. Although, I should hasten to add, it's not like the, the leaders of Christians were actually telling people they should kill no. themselves at this point, no. but it was definitely a very big statement by Pope Fabian mm. um, that he, he martyred mm. himself. Yeah, right. Despite this unfortunate side effect (laughs) of torture and murder of a minority religion, (laughs) the plan for mass sacrifices seemed to go quite well. Okay. Yeah. Do you think the gods listened? No. (laughs) We barely started the crisis. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, reports of increasing raids in the north came through. And then something more serious. Plague? The plague is starting to... But it's not really, really hit yet, but it is starting. Locusts. <laughs> no. They're horrible. The Gothic King. <gasps> a new one. Conniver. Oh, that's a great name. Yes. Spout C-N. Always love those. I-V-A. Could be Kniva. Or, or Neva. I- just Neva. Or Neva. I prefer Conniver because it sounds yeah, I like conniving. So I'm going to go for Conniver. Conniving, son of a gun. Yes, that's what he was. He had unified many tribes, including non-Goths, but the Goths made up a big bulk of it, and he was Gothic himself. I'm so, sorry, I've just got Marilyn Manson in my head. <laughs> Goth king. Eventually that, that will go. I'm sure it will. You'll start just seeing barbarians. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment. I mean, not Marilyn realistic Manson. barbarians, still stereotypical barbarians. Yeah, Don't worry, but, uh, yeah. So, huge Gothic slash other... Northern tribe force. Let's just yes. call them Goths, so because that's more fun. Yeah. Um, they invaded in a large force, larger than anything that has been seen before. Caniva marched into the Danube provinces and started to sack the cities. There will be a map of this up on our WordPress site. His force was large enough that the Romans could not hold him back, so all the the legions up there just had to let him through. This oh force was huge. Caniva even felt comfortable enough to winter in Roman territory, so he stayed over in winter. He's really not too worried. The Goths then lay siege to Nicopolis, which isn't good. (laughs) Nicopolis. Yes. Back in Rome, Decius realises that he really has to go and do something about this. It's no good sacrificing goats anymore. He's actually going to have to go up and fight. Sir, they're still coming. (laughs) Kill another goat! But sir, we've run out of goats. <laughs> it's not working! <laughs> so, he grabs his son, his elder son, Herennius, and they head off north. With an army, it's not just those two. Let's go, son! Let's sort this um, out. I don't want to. Yeah. The Goths were not expecting him, and Decius successfully drives the Goths away from the besieged city. Yeah, Hooray! Good. The Romans celebrated their easy victory. These rubbish barbarians... Clearly no match to the discipline for the legions, so they have a celebration. However, Caniva and his troops had merely ran round the hill and stopped. (laughs) Sorted themselves out a bit, 
waited until the wine was truly flowing in the camp, and headed back. Oh dear. Yes. Now, we don't know if it was literally like that night whilst they were celebrating, but it certainly caught the Romans off guard. They Ooh. weren't expecting Caniva to double back and attack them. But that's exactly what Caniva did, and caught the Romans off guard this time. This time, it was their turn to run. And I say run rather than retreat, because run they did. They just panicked and thought, Screw The Romans this. panicked and legged it. Run away! Yeah. Entire army in disarray. So the Goths have free reign of the Legion. They approach the largest city in the area, Philippopolis. Oh! Not that Philippopolis. Oh! Coincidence. This Philippopolis was probably named after Philip II, as in Alexander the Great's dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the other Philippopolis. 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 Yeah. It was like Philippop. New Philippopolis. Yes. New Philippop- yeah, there, there were several Philippopolises. <laughs> I can't like, say the word. There's a million Alexandrias yeah. around. Yeah. So, Caniva's now besieging this fairly big city, full of people, full of wealth. They're there, it's in Thrace, so you're on the edge of the empire, but mm. Caniva gets an idea. Oh dear. He decides he's going to go for it. He's going to go for the big push. He's going to take over the Roman Empire. One quick, easy swoop. What do you think his plan is? Keep marching forward and killing and taking. Now he realises it's unlikely to do that. He's just done well against one army. Look at the Emperor. How? Kill the Emperor. No, he's already scared the Emperor emperor off. What he does is he realises that Titus Priscus is the governor of Thrace, and he's in Philippopolis. So he decides that if Titus Priscus is declared Emperor... He will then become the puppet emperor of the Goths, because the Goths would have put him in place. Ooh, okay, clever. Very clever. So they keep sieging this city. They somehow manage to take it. Now, whether um, he goes and tells his plan to Titus Priscus, and Titus says, yes, let's do this, or Titus was forced to do it because Mm. they just breached the city, we've got no idea. But either way, Titus Priscus is declared emperor. By the Gothic hordes. I mean, it is uh, a good plan in a way, but yeah. it's clearly very flawed, isn't it? <laughs> because it's one thing saying someone's an emperor, but there's no way anyone was going to say yes to this. Um, no. Yeah, so it was proved very quickly that this wasn't going to work when Priscus was killed shortly afterwards by someone in the city. Excellent. We don't know the details. Maybe it was a Roman saying we can't do this. Maybe it was one of the Goths who just went, Probably. you know what, we're bored of this now, let's just take the loot and go. Because after that, they pack up essentially the city in their backpacks mm. and they decide to head home for all their loot. However. Nope. Well, However's <laughs> in this episode. Oh, yes. Decius had not been wasting his time. Ooh. Whilst the siege was going on, Decius was pulling his troops back together. He was retraining them and he was gathering reinforcements. He also declared that Herennius was joint emperor. Yes, sir. Yeah. Decius and his son led the march. Now, the Goths, at this point, in the summer of 251, are slowly making their way to the Danube. They're laden down with treasure and slaves that they've kidnapped. They can't move quickly, so the Romans manage to catch them up. Gothic forces, realising that they can't escape, turn and face battle. And amazingly, we do actually have some details on this one. 
No. Yeah, we do. Decius looked at the barbarian troops in front of him and mm. saw that the numbers of the army were roughly equal. They were about twenty to 30,000 apiece. Okay. Now, considering that the Roman troops are definitely far more disciplined than the barbarian troops, Decius is feeling good about this. Yeah. Evenly matched, but we're a better army. We're on an open battlefield. We can take them. It's looking quite good. Also, the foolish Gothic army had set up with their backs against a swamp. Ooh. All they had to do was push them and their rear line would be forced back into this swamp mm. and they'd get bogged down. <gasps> Alligators. Yes, exactly. See, we're up north again with all yeah, these swamps. in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> so the Goths, for some reason, seem happy enough to do pitched battle. They're obviously not experienced enough to realise their weak position. Mm. The Romans have a really strong position. So, battle happens. It starts off really well. <laughs> Apart from one arrow. Where do you think that arrow goes? Into Herennius? Yes, got it in one. Oh. Herennius dies right at the start. Takes an arrow, dies instantly. It is reported that Decius said, Let no one mourn. The death of one soldier is no great loss to the Republic. That's that's a that's a call to arms, isn't it, there? Yeah, that is. And someone... You know, he's going back to his tent with a single tear crawling down his cheek. Yeah. Some person goes, Republic, seriously, are we still going along that line, are we? <laughs> it's the Empire, damn it! So despite this personal setback, the Romans pushed hard and easily broke that first line. Now, the Goths are set up in two lines. Yeah. So you, they've got their front line and their rear line. The front line is broken. This is really good news because, as I said, that back line was backed up against that swamp. So the Romans kept pushing and pushing. The Gothic tribes not a match to the legions. That back line breaks. Yeah. The Goths turn and they flee through the swamp. Victory is there. Yay. Decius leads the charge, goes through the swamp yep. to just hack down those last survivors. <laughs> yeah. It'll be around this time that Decius realised that he'd made a massive mistake. Ooh. Because what Decius thought was the Gothic backline was in fact the middle line. There was a third line oh. hidden behind and around the swamp. So they had been a bit more clever than... Yeah, it was a trap. Those first two lines broke on purpose and ran backwards. The Romans chased them into the swamp, and when they were all bogged down, the third line of Gothic troops, of about 10,000, who were fresh and hadn't done any fighting, were able to just launch missiles and arrows on the Romans. They were utterly slaughtered. Oh, gosh. And I quote, Proceeding therefore incautiously into an unknown place, he and his army became entangled in the mire. Into that devastatage were so assailed by the missiles of the barbarians that not one of them escaped with life. <clears throat> Thus ended the life of the excellent emperor, Decius. He's killed in it. Decius dies in battle. This is considered one of the worst ever defeats in Roman history. It's not going to score well. <laughs> and that was his last thought. <laughs> Damn. So, there you go. That's Decius. Already, I think he's done better than his predecessor. Who, Philip? Yeah, yeah, you could argue that, yeah. Let's see how he does, though, shall we? Mm. Right. Fightius Maximus. Okay, good. He fought battles and he won them. Yes, he did. Well, yeah. most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fought back the biggest Gothic invasion to date. But 
not for long, and then he lost. <laughs> yeah. The Goths then were able to take all their booty and safely go home. Yeah. yeah. Gibbon says this about the battle we've just talked about. The conflict was terrible. It was the combat of despair against grief and rage. Gibbon then goes on to quote Tacitus. Right. Who, as you may remember, is a source that we used right at the start. Because Gibbon couldn't find anything yeah. about this battle, so he just used a quote from a different battle that seemed quite similar. <laughs> it's probably this one. Well done, Gibbon. But I'm going to do the same. Here the fortune of the day turned, and all things became adverse to the Romans. The place deep with ooze, sinking under those who stood, slippery to such as advanced. Their armour heavy, the waters deep. Nor could they wield, in that uneasy situation, their weighty javelins. The barbarians, on the contrary, were inured to encounters in the box, their persons tall, their spears long, such as could wound at a distance. So this is actually a quote from a battle of, from the time of Germanicus, if you yeah. remember him. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag. Bring back Germanicus. Bring back Germanicus, yeah. 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 But, again, it's uh, Romans losing in a swamp to barbarians, so yes. possibly quite similar to that. Right, so um, that apparently is as good. I think I just kind of went into bad there, didn't I? This is his official bad. Yeah. He lost. He's dead. He died. He is the first emperor to die in battle. Apart from Gordian II, Philip, and possibly Gordon III. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite often yeah. quoted as being the first emperor to yeah. die in battle. And then, quietly, some people say, against a foreign enemy. Apart from maybe Gordian III, who possibly died in a battle. Yes. But all that doesn't sound very good, so people just no. say, he's the first emperor to die in yeah. battle. Which yeah. is a lie. It's like the year of the three emperors. Yeah. <laughs> that won't. Or the year of the six emperors. That the five em Which we... There's so many years of emperors. Four emperors, four. Yeah. Five emperors were three. Yeah, that was it. Six emperors, actually six. Yeah. But having... Four, three, six. It just doesn't sound very good, does it? No. So, yeah. no. Right. <clears throat> okay, so that, that's all I've got. No more detail than I've already said about the battle. Um, I say he didn't actually fight any more than Decius. Sorry, Philip did. Remember, Philip went north and won a couple of battles. That's true. Decius um, went up north, won a couple, lost a couple, died in one. He did bring the army round to his... He... Oh, I forgot about Sorry, that. Though. Oh, and he beat Philip in battle. He so did. he's got to score higher than Philip. Yes. Definitely just for that fact. Yes. But I'm still not hugely impressed. No, because he he walked into a trap. Which, it, that's the idea of a trap. He went to walk into it. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I mean, Caniva, go him. He's earning points by yeah. the bucket load at this point. He really... He, he'd be scoring, like... It's only one battle, but, you know, it's a good bout. He just got seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Know. And, uh... Yeah, Decius lost, so... Yeah, lost luck. Um, well, he only scored nine total. I, I gave Philip. Philip four, didn't I? I gave him five. I'm going to go for five for Decius. I'll give him six. Okay, so that is 11 for Phytius Maximus, which seems fair enough. He's done some fighting. He was fairly successful, but he also lost, and he's got about half marks. Yeah, I think yeah. that's about fair. Okay. Probium crazy. Approvium Crazium. Right, like Philip, he killed an emperor. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So there's that. And then, of course, there's the big one. There's a big one. He killed a lot of Christians. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is known as the Decian Persecution. Ooh. 
Yeah. Right, so let's go into a bit more detail on this. So we've already talked about the sacrifices and how Christians didn't want to do it. Yeah. This is the first time that Christians had been ordered to do something that went against their beliefs. Okay. So it's the first time that this young religion really had to fight against something. Yeah. From the perspective of a Christian, let's start with their perspective first. And we're trying to look at this at two, yeah. two yeah. sides. So let's say you're Bill the Christian. Hi. <laughs> In Rome. Right. You're in a minority religion, yeah. but a religion that's growing. You've got mm. a solid leadership now. You've got your tea parties and you... Yeah. Cakes. You're no longer sales. seen as a strange cult. You're just seen as a, a small religion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You've been told that you must perform a religious ceremony that goes against everything you believe in. So you've got a handful of options. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> do you? Do the sacrifice. Right. And then go back to being a Christian. I would, because I'm a coward. Right. Some people did this. However, this caused a bit of a rift in the religion in the following years, because the leaders then had to debate what to do with them. Ooh. Because if they turned their back on Christianity, and then wanted to come back, are you allowed Mm. to bring them back in? Forgiveness. That's what some people argued. Some people didn't. It definitely caused a rift in the early religion. Option number two... Do you do the sacrifice and give up on Christianity? Some people did this. Yeah. People who were perhaps less invested in the religion yeah. just went, you know what, this is too much trouble, I'll just do the sacrifice <laughs> and carry on. Yeah. And I'll work on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, you don't do the sacrifice and you try and con the system or bribe the officials or something like that. I might try that. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems quite dangerous because they didn't like it. They'd just slit your throat. And... Some people did this. It would have been easier in different provinces. Some yeah. governors weren't too bothered about this. No. Some governors were very sticklers for the rules. Yes. Yeah, so it depended where you were, whether you could get away with that. Okay, and option number four. Refuse to do the sacrifice and face the consequences. I'm a coward now. <laughs> this is the most extreme option, but after Pope Fabian did it, a lot of Christians went for it. That's true. Because nothing yeah. more dangerous than a martyr. Yeah, exactly. So, obviously not good for the Christians. No, a bit of a pickle. Uh, definitely a bit of a pickle. A you definitely pickle, would have say. seen that as unfair, especially when you looked at your Jewish neighbour who was refusing <laughs> to do the sacrifice, and that was fine. What? How come? I'll get into that in a moment. Let's right. have a look at Decius's point of view. Right. Okay. The Empire's falling apart. Yeah. You want to do something to unify all the people and show the gods yeah. that you respect them. Decius wasn't ignorant of different religious beliefs. And this is where we can talk about the Jewish exception. Yes. He let the Jews not perform the sacrifices. But why this discrepancy between Judaism and Christianity? Hmm. Despite becoming more and more popular, Christianity was still very new. Yeah. Newer religions always have less gravitas. That's true. They just do. The Christian religion would be no older than the Mormon religion is today. Okay, okay, yeah. Just look at Scientology for an example of a new religion and how that's treated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Actually, we should be careful, they could be onto us. <laughs> new religions are never treated with as much respect as older religions. True. It's just generally the way it works. True. The Jewish religion was older than Rome itself. Yeah. 
So it had a lot of history behind it. Yeah. The Romans could respect that. Yeah. Um, like tradition. Damn yeah, it. exactly. Also, Jewish people at this time mm. kept themselves to themselves yep. and didn't cause much fuss. We're not <laughs> We're no longer in the times of Titus and Vespasian yes. where, oh dear, the Jews are kicking up a first note. The, the Jews apparently were nice and calm at this stage, Good. so no one really minded them. Christians, however, these pesky Christians, they kept doing things like trying to convert people. Oh, oh I know, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Also, as I've said, they're a new minority. Minorities yeah. never do well in society when nope. that society is facing problems. The minorities, minorities are usually blamed. So around this time, Christians are generally not having a good time. Aww. Yes. Also, bear in mind, from Decius's point of view, and a lot of Romans' points of view, they didn't deny the existence of Jesus. No. Jesus was fine, believe in Jesus. <laughs> they just didn't see why these stubborn Christians were denying the existence of all the other gods that obviously existed. Monotheist religion, what the Yes, hell? exactly. So they just saw Christians as being stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you mean you don't believe in the others? You believe in Jesus, and we all know Jesus exists, why don't you believe in Jupiter? It just wasn't seen as a real religion by a lot of people. Yet yeah. Christianity needed a bit more time to really establish yeah, itself. Fair enough. So, bearing that in mind, you could argue that Decius, when he issued the order, just really wasn't thinking about the Christians. This was not an attack on the Christian religion. Mm. It was an example of him being thoughtless to minorities <laughs> and just not caring about the outcome of people who refused. Now, I, th I think that's a very realistic way of looking at it. Now, this is not necessarily a good thing, being no. thoughtless about minorities and nope. their beliefs, but I'm not convinced that this was a, a direct genocide attempt. As yeah. some historians have tried to paint it, especially the early Christian ones. Yeah, of course. Yes. So, that that is sort of the argument on both sides. Yes. Yeah. So, that's his bad opprobrium crazy. Yeah. Let's have a look at his good saying. He obviously wasn't crazy. He caused a lot of trouble, though. Um, but probably not purposefully. It's a hard one to write. That is, yeah. Because if you took one view, you give him, like, seven or eight. Yeah. Another view, you give him like two, the yeah. animal thing, three maybe. Yeah, a few few points for just being thoughtless. Um, I think maybe we might need to split the difference. I agree. Yeah. Five. Yeah, I'm going to go for five. That's what I'm going to go for. Because let's face it, he should have thought about that a bit more, shouldn't he? He really should have. You really don't want to be dividing your empire from within when you've got problems from without. Oh, no. It just wasn't a sensible idea. Nope. At least give the Christians the option to opt out, then there would have been no tension. Yeah. Like he did with the Jews. Yeah. Like he did, yeah. Just let them be on their own. Yeah. Okay, right. Next round. Successes Ultimus. He repaired the Colosseum. Finally. Remember ages oh, ago, yeah. it got hit by a lightning. Yeah. <laughs> it's finally fully up and running again. Okay. That's all I've got. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Um, the Roman Empire is still spiralling down. Despite trying to be fair, he completely failed to stop it. He tried to prove that the Roman army can't be pushed around, these barbarians need to stop messing around with the border. All he did was prove the exact opposite. Yeah. He essentially put up a big sign on the border saying, Come on in, barbarians, we can't stop you. Look how weak we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wasn't successful, really, was he? 
No, he did no laws within the country that did any help whatsoever. Mm. We get no sense that these sacrifices unified anyone. Yeah. We only get the sense that they divided. Right. He built some baths. Well, I like a bath. That's nice. Yeah. They're not around anymore. They got destroyed about 400 years ago, so we can't go and look at them. Um, see, he feels more successful than Philip. I agree. But not much more. <laughs> <laughs> I also agree with that. Um, so Philip got... <laughs> he got two <laughs> yeah. as a total. I'll give him... That's as a total. I give him one last time. I'm going to give him two. No, I'm going to give him one. <laughs> <laughs> he did nothing. No, he did yeah, one. Well, Success for building an army and trying and getting that but position. all of that is negated by the fact that he messed up so much with those sacrifices. The Empire ended up worse afterwards. Definitely. Of... So one. One. And it's two for Successus Ultimus. Imager. Faceless. Again, no description. So no. what do you think he's going to look like? Like a wizard. I don't know why. <laughs> Fair enough. Big beard this time. I want to... He's going to have a beard. Yeah. I think they're still kind of in fashion. It's still seen as a thing. Okay, here's what he looks like. Completely wrong. Um, <laughs> he's he looks oh, it's a bit like he's got kind of a Claudius look about him. Very short hair, no beard again. Oh no, he has a little uh, beard. little tufts of hair. He's quite old, isn't he? He also mm. looks terrified. He does look really scared. <laughs> he looks like he's looking at the Gothic army approaching. <laughs> yeah. Or look at the arrows he's about to impale his forehead. Yeah. Maybe this was carved at the moment when he was stood in the swamp and he realizes he's made yeah. that mistake. Emperor, Emperor, hold that pose. <laughs> hold it. Oh, you, you can't move anyway. You're stuck in the bog. Brilliant. <laughs> and the javelins through your chest. Okay. <laughs> Keeping you Perfect. <laughs> Stay there. Um, it's yeah. not impressive at all. It's like an old man. An old worried man. Yeah. Yeah, the worry lines. Gosh. Three. I'm going to give him two. That's five. So that is a total of 1.25 for Imagofacious. Temple completed. Okay, how long do you think he lasted? A year? A little bit longer. Okay. February 249 to sometime in 251. So I've decided okay. to round Cheers. that to two and a half years. 0 0.31. That was a total of 24.56. Slightly better than Philip. Yeah. Uh, but... Still atrocious. Yeah. This crisis. You can see why it was a crisis, can't you? Can you can see it was. Um, yeah. Shall we answer that question? Let, let's answer it. Do they have a certain genesis? Right, before we start, he was actually really good. That was all like... No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, he is an unusual one, though. Because he is absolutely vilified by the later Roman historians. Yeah. Understandably, because by that point they'd embraced Christianity and yeah. they saw him as someone who persecuted the Christians. Yeah. Okay. Then equally, he's also held up as being really good by revisionists of history who go, actually, he wasn't that bad. He's just been persecuted by the Christian historians. Yes. He was actually all right. I can't help but feel both sides are utterly wrong. Yeah. He was mediocre in every sense of the word. I agree. He was marginally better than Philip. That is all I can say. Yep. I, I don't. I don't understand why anyone would like him as an emperor. He's what? He lost some battles. He won a couple of battles. The emperor he, ended up way worse than when, yeah. when he came in. I mean, okay, yes, he's ruling over an empire that yeah. is falling apart around him. The plague's hit. There's an economic crisis. He didn't do anything to even... To be fair, he had a plan. 
It was a simple plan. Yeah, but the Praetorians had a plan. How did that turn out? <laughs> it just wasn't a plan that actually worked. Had Jupiter stepped in and started helping them... <laughs> Stomped down through the room. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, lads. <laughs> Have my thunderbolt. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's an obvious no, isn't it? Hey, of course it is, yeah. Yeah. Right, never fear. It's not long before we're going to start seeing some improvements. This is a long drought we're going through here. It is a long drought. We're in what I like to call the fall part of the crisis. Mm. Then we hit the middle part of the crisis which is where it's just at the bottom and everything's horrible. Brilliant. And then we start to see the rise out of the crisis. Okay. And that's when we're going to get some Genesis. Yeah. When we get some people who are in the same situation we're in now, yeah. but are actually able to do something. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, this is why it's a crisis. We've got people like Philip and Decius in charge who are, yeah. are not doing their job well enough. Yep. I mean, I don't envy them the job. I don't think Ooh. I could have done better. No, but... me neither. If you want to win in this podcast, you need to do better. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be crazy. Right, who do you think the next emperor is? Oh, good question. Don't know. He had two sons. Herennius and... Hostilicus. Hostilian. Hostilian? Yes. Oh. But it's going to be a double parter again next week. Okay. Because we also are going to do one of the generals who was in that battle we've just talked about. Okay. Because there's a bit of a dispute, shall we say. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Okay, right. Well, thank you to Rex Factor. Thank you to Scott Rowland and his group. Please join it. It's very, very good. Thank you to all of you listeners who are putting reviews on iTunes. I know we've not read out any out for a while, but we are reading them, and thank you very much. Um, uh, Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We've also got a WordPress site where we put up all the maps and the statuses. Uh, Stats. Where we put up all the stats. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've got any ideas for stats you want to see... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ...then let us know. Anything as important as facial hair of the emperors would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, until next week... Oh, regular sign-off for this week. Uh... You knows it. You <laughs> <laughs> <Use> does. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. As it says by as well. why I've called you all around the meeting today to sort out what's wrong with Rome. Yes, sir. Yes, we do. We have some suggestions for you. Oh, yes. Could it be the plague that's afflicting the outskirts of our empire? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm over-exaggeration, I think. Okay. Is it the invading Gothic army? Well, it can't be that. I mean, they're not that tough, are they? Okay. Is it the grain shortage? We're starving, don't you know? Well, I, I'm eating fine, so it can't be that. Oh, the Emperor. Um, the Persian Empire. What about them? They're, they're miles away. It can't be that. The, uh, the usurpations. Everyone wanting to be Emperor. In your name. No, no, I've put that down. I'm sure no one. I mean, I'm Emperor now. No one will want to usurp me. It's the ever-moving tides of history, moving forces that we cannot comprehend, inflicting and changing our lives in such an unpredictable way as we walk towards a more of infinity and death. Ah, I see what you're saying. D you do? Yes, Jupiter. That's the answer. What? We need to pray to Jupiter more. Uh, no, no, sir. Fetch me Ethel the goat. No, not Ethel. <laughs>